So I have a friend, um, Javon Lee, you can look him up under Javon Lee Art, who is a landscape painter. And he and I often share views about things, even though our work, our craft is, is wildly different in the particulars. It's amazing how things that one of us is grappling with will be immediately resonating with the other one in their own way. And, and the other day I heard Javon talk about something that made a lot of sense to me and I've been thinking about it ever since which is that in, in his case, he's, um, he's about to do this large solo show, which isn't anything new for him. He's been quite successful for years now. But he came to recognize that... He, two things. One is he's been chasing this very specific idea of painting uh, this same composition over and over and over again. <clears throat> in a couple different variations, and he came to recognize that he had almost gotten himself outside the bounds of what this gallery space can hold. Uh, that if he had done even just a couple more, the show would not be able to hold all the things that he had done. And so there are, there are just recognizing that there are constraints to an endeavor that can be externally imposed. And secondly, recognizing that this gallery space, which is an amazing gallery space, um, I can't remember which one it is, so I won't mention. Uh, he shows in four different locations. Um, that it's basically as big or bigger than any museum space he'll ever have. And, and as such, it's a useful size to think about his work in. It is, it is a realistic container to think in terms of, okay, if I'm going to put on a show or have an exhibition of, of any sort, this is really potentially the maximum possible size. And... And if it's going to be anything more than that, it will be breaking the bounds of what I know is possible. It's not to say it's impossible, but it's, this is, this is it. And that this is, that, that going beyond this in terms of conceptual space and having room to express more in any one go will require shifting those very real constraints. And again, it's not that it can't be done, but that it's you need to be aware that those are the constraints as of right now. And I love these two things because I think about this in my own life as well. I think I think in each of us has constraints that we that we that we choose and sometimes they're constraints that we choose to accept 
So sometimes they're, they're just constraints that are out there in the world that we can either blow by or not blow by, right? So a constraint for me is um, Well, in the spoon carving world, there's it's it's a new enough scene that when I was starting out, there were almost no examples of people making a living carving spoons. There were a handful of people, dogs, come here. Come here. Maisie, come here. Come on. Come here. Willow, come here. Hey. Hey. Come here. Sit. Good dog. All right, just sit tight. There we go. Thank you. All right, come on. Um, now that the road is not iced in anymore, there's one guy who drives to work in a big blue van. And he's always smoking pot and it smells bad when he gets by. Um... But he's nice enough. So when I was starting out carving spoons, there were basically no examples of people doing it for a living. There were a handful of examples of people who did it for a short period of time for a living. And there was one guy, Pat Diet, Clipnaki Woods, who was making a go of it. And so figuring out for myself, how am I going to make a living doing this, has been a step into the unknown. And to some extent, that's been great, because it meant that I didn't have the constraint of feeling like, well, this is how, you know, this is what's, what is done and what is accepted uh, to make a living, except that there were the constraints of people feeling like, well, you can't make a living doing this. So that's been... There's been that tug and that freedom. But then there are the constraints within that that we put on ourselves. One of the constraints that I've put on myself is that I don't want to grow my business beyond, uh, beyond myself. I don't want to have employees. I'm, I, I welcome collaboration and I... Uh, you know, I rely on that um, to make things like the magazine happen, but I don't want to have employees. I've done that at the Christmas tree farm, and I, I am just really quite happy right now not being a boss. And it's possible that at some point in the future that will change, and I will find it easier to be a boss than to not be a boss. But right now, at any rate, that sounds way more stressful. And so that's a constraint of, of that, that influences the choices that I make. Another major constraint is deciding not to use power tools. Originally, that was a, just a practical constraint. Um... Know that I was working off my front porch and and in my kitchen, but then when I built my shop, it, it was a deliberate choice to make it such that it it did not prioritize 
power tools. There are plenty of people who have tiny shops like mine. Not plenty. But I can name a handful of people who have tiny shops like mine who have chosen to incorporate small power tools into their setup. And, and that's great. I have no qualms with that. It's simply a choice. But it's worth recognizing the bottleneck that that choice creates in my own productivity. And so we can make these choices to have the life that we want to have, right? To have the sort of day-to-day, minute-to-minute experience that we want to have. And we also have to accept some of these choices when we choose to play in a certain space. Right? Just like my friend, uh, you know, has to accept certain constraints when he chooses to do his art in this way where he's, you know, working with galleries and so has to work within the constraints of the galleries. And within the, the, the magic is to be pushing those boundaries as much as possible. And so the way he does it is often with the size of his works. Some of them are 10 feet across. Um, Some of them, like this one that he's just almost didn't have room for, is I think it's 70 or maybe even 100 panels. And the way that I have chosen to do it, at least up until now, has been with volume. Has been with testing my limits of how much I can physically produce. And seeing if I can do more. And in many ways, the two are linked without a constraint telling you this is the limit. You might not push yourself that far if you didn't feel like there is that interesting limit that you're trying to push against. You might not have pushed that far. And similarly, Back when I was a poet, I remember recognizing, I mean, I mostly just did free verse poetry, but whenever I did impose a creative constraint on myself, it's not like I did some elaborate rhyme scheme, but imposing a constraint can free you up creatively because it forces you to do something in a way that you might not otherwise have done. And then you end up in a place that you might not otherwise have ended up. And that place is fresh and interesting. And so I think this is the nice way to think about constraints and bottlenecks of all sorts is that within reason, they're actually helping us. They're actually Creating the friction is both forcing us to be clear with ourselves about what we want and how we're going to go get it, but it also 
encourages us to do creative things in that pursuit that we might not otherwise have done. And it helps us see what are the real physical limitations or other limitations that exist because of this outside constraint. And how can I meaningfully and practically push right up to that? And in pushing right up to that, you end up doing more than you otherwise would have done. I think constraints can also help us feel good about our lives. Because in the friction that comes from pushing against a constraint is a is a satisfaction. I mean obviously it can if you just feel like the constraint is is you can certainly feel like a bottleneck or constraint is simply stifling you. But if you can figure out a way to productively engage with the constraint, then all of a sudden the constraint that bottleneck that that pressure or friction gives some spice to your life in a way that you might miss if it was gone. Right? This is this is parents whose kids finally leave the house and they don't have that friction, that bottleneck, that constraint of being responsible for someone. And it's gone and you miss it. I mean, obviously there's more going on there. You miss them and all that, but a big part of what's going on is that constraints give our lives meaning. And the pushing against a constraint really gives our lives meaning. And so it's worth celebrating them and recognizing them and scheming with them. And when you get past one, worth figuring out where the next constraint or bottleneck is so that you can start pushing towards that. And I think both Javon and I feel like we are in the process of pushing past our current bottlenecks and we are therefore thinking very hard about where the next set of them is. Not so that we can avoid them, but so that we know how far to push, guided by them. Thank you for listening, everyone. Talk tomorrow.